up the book and understand the truth of your life And analyze your problems without being blind Welcome, welcome to Ascend Your Podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got me and Julian bringing you the news. Like always, the baby. News. <laughs> Julian, how are you doing today? Not too bad, man. I'm going on a road trip uh, tomorrow around Jordan, so I'm pretty excited about that. Seems Seems that it's a little chaotic back home. How about uh, you? How you doing? Stay in America. Yeah. Know about DC. What What's your road trip for? You know, I just kind of want to see. You know, with me potentially leaving soon, just kind of want to see all of Jordan. So my roommate and her brother, we're just taking a road trip, three days, sleep in the desert, sleep on the sea, by the mountains, get to see all of Jordan. We'll be actually by the Syrian border on Tuesday, and then, yeah, so just all everywhere. Pack of cigarettes. Cigarettes? You know I don't smoke. What do they teach you about... Uh, oh! Uh, I forgot I told you about that, yeah. Come on, now. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. And that joke. Uh, Julian, explain it to him. Uh, so there's a, there's a very good friend of mine. Uh, his name's Mohammed. Uh, he's from Kurdistan, northern Iraq. And he told the story. So we were doing a training on uh, um, conflict resolution in like very tense situations. And we did like a real life example of what happened to one of our teams in northern Kurdistan when they approached um, uh, some military members and it got very confrontational. And he's like, what would you guys do? And people are giving all these like elaborate answers to like get get everybody calm. And he said all he did was pull out a pack of cigarettes, gave them one, and they were laughing right after that. So, pack of cigarettes, when you're dealing with some military guys who don't give a fuck, go a long way. Or, you know, a tin if you're dealing with Americans. <laughs> True. You want a char, Danny? Oh, okay, you can go. But, um, out of more important news, D.C. had a Interesting day, uh, Tuesday. Absolutely. To be honest, still wrapping my mind around it. As much as I want to talk about it right now, I don't because there's, I'm sure, so much more to come out of this. It's any big story like this, never the full story. You just never fucking know with our media. Yeah. It's a tough one, right? Because your immediate reaction wants to be, if you're not a Trump supporter, that this is a tragedy, this is a complete uh, example of the darkness that Trump has brought and that how violent, how he's, how he's advocating for violence and he doesn't care about the democratic process. Uh, but at the same time, as this is media bonanza, like people are just feeding off of this event to, to potentially maybe make it more than it is. So that's kind of like what we're here to talk about. You know, we don't want to get caught caught in that trap. I mean, I guess, I guess we should just kind of start with like what happened from what we know right now. How did it even like get to that point? Because you and Ryan, you always talk about how at these Black Lives Matter protests, you know for a fact that there's some guys in there that might – 
that are there to provoke people. Um, all it takes is one person for mob mentality. Mm-hmm. I'll get shit for it, but I, that's why I feel bad for some of these dumbasses that were in the Capitol. Everyone that went into that building, jail, I think they should have been shot, but let's be a little more realistic. We don't need our military mowing down citizens in the Capitol. It doesn't look too good as much as I want to see these assholes get what they deserve. And I said the same thing for some Black Lives Matter protests. You act like this piece of shit, you get treated like it. We're all fucking grown-ups here, right? So, like, with these assholes going in there, I understand, like, why you had that big of a force there for Black Lives Matter. I don't think it was needed. I can understand why you thought it was. But you should definitely have that there when... For two, the last two months, people have been tweeting. It, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a congressman on Fox News saying January 6th revolution. Oh, there was there were lawmakers that participated in it. Yeah, there's there's a guy that had the uh, there's a congressman in there with video. Oh, that's where I was going with it. Um, so like there are people in there that I don't think. There were people in the Capitol building that I don't think were there for malicious. Like, they didn't yeah. go on breaking into the Capitol. Like yeah. you said, mob mentality rules. It, it's still kind of nice to see in those videos. Like, that one person that's about to get Dr. Punch, it's like, guys, we have to stop this. And mm. you're like, Someone's going to come and fuck this guy up. It's going to be sad, but also kind of fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they're, like, like you said, there's so many different directions you can go with this. So many different levels of hypocrisy from both sides on this. But at the end of the day, there's a couple, couple things that I take away from it. The easy thing to say is that this is a travesty of, of uh, um, violence, right? One of those things is we're looking for a blame, right? Like it's very easy to know, like every, any rational person understands what Trump is doing. He's playing a political game that will keep him in power the longest or support himself. And you have people that are very gullible to these claims that believe that they, sh- they, will, they are willing to do anything for this man. Um, so with that being said is the question is, is did Trump incite this? I think that's where you kind of end up on difference. And at about 11:50 a.m, Donald Trump addressed crowds of thousands of his supporters and he had encouraged them to come to Washington on the day of the planned congressional certification of Joe Biden's victory in the election. And you know in that whole whole time he's talking about how the election was stolen from him, yada yada yada, and he said that he would accompany them on the march. So, did he say go storm the Capitol? No, not explicitly, but I don't know, man. I'm trying to be level-headed about it. Yeah. Um. No, you're right there because we all know the general most of the news. Uh, sites you're going to read is going to flat out say Trump incited. And right off of face value, 
Yes. No doubt about it. He, he no doubt about it. He had involvement. Now, I, I recognize I probably have too much of a, let's say, benefit. No, I don't. Benefit of the doubt isn't near the term I'd use for Trump. I'm trying to. I try my best to not see him as a monster that everyone paints him to be. I think he's a fucking buffoon, but I don't think he's a. He's Hitler, a buffoon. Hitler was kind of. I don't want to use the word smart, but he had plans. Very strategic. <laughs> strategic. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I don't like Tom Hitler smart. <laughs> Just comes out weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like on face value, absolutely, he incited this, and he has a very long history of uh, sharing sharing information that's not accurate in order to support a lot of these conspiracy theories that fuel these people these types of people to come to these types of demonstrations and those people who really truly believe a lot of these conspiracy theories that trump shares like k anon some of these crazy theories about the election those are the people that are most likely to do something crazy like being the first people to incite mob mentality like storming in the Capitol and pushing the barricades. These people are very passionate about these conspiracy theories. The people, like the guy in Pelosi's office, different level of, let's say, a 90-year-old grandma that was in that crowd that walked through the Capitol doors. Like, two different, I don't even know the word I want to use there, intentions. The grandma there, like, I don't know probably agree with her politically but i i don't see the protest in itself out there as being bad i don't agree with it um even like you know some of the republicans voting against it i can understand it depending on this the only one i somewhat heard that maybe i can give a little leeway to is pennsylvania just because they changed uh voting laws from what I understand, like, not through legislation, but through government orders, which I, there's a case to be heard there, if that's true. But that's not going to overturn the election, and that's what Tuesday was about. People weren't there about a state issue or election issues, per se. Like, they, they weren't there about local problems. They were there because they're fucking orangutan and command lost and for four years they got the laugh about being the winners and boy snowflakes i i didn't win because you know biden won <laughs> so for eight years straight still losing um still feels nice to see those people lose <laughs> damn, damn snowflakes being soft oh man we're all snowflakes we are. We're and I, about people charging our capital. <laughs> One of the reasons I want, we are being level-headed about this is also trying to be at least is like, for example, you brought up this idea of uh, there are people in Congress that were planning to de not certify certain state results. And um, you called, you 
sort of called me out on this, where the headlines made it seem that the Republicans were going to overturn the election or not uh, not be guardians of the democratic, the peaceful transition of presidency or power. So but really, some, yeah, <laughs> let's, yes. We are. There, you, those big MAGA Trump supporters from random ass places, yes. I feel like it's more so congressmen than senators, though. Definitely, because Congress, uh, because there's more congressmen. Obviously, they come from these random ass towns and right. are represented. Like a Senate, you have to deal with the whole state's opinion. When you're a rep, you have to deal with your run one racist county. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, as you were saying. There were, yes, there were some crazy fucking Republican congressmen and women that were planning to decertify this just because they're such big supporters of Trump. But there were some congressmen that were raising some uh, valid concerns about election irregularities um, in certain states, as you mentioned, Pennsylvania and Arizona. Headline news, because... if there's a time to listen to a Republican, that was it. They're talking about fixing our fuck. Like, maybe their solution ain't the right solution, but just like Bernie Sanders, they got the problem right. They diagnosed it right. Listen to them. And it's very, it's very easy to send a tweet and be like, "Oh, this is, they're ruining the democratic process." And maybe if the election was closer in terms of electoral votes, that'd be a valid thing to raise. But if they decided to decertify a Pennsylvania, that would not overturn the election anyway. Um, And it's not unprecedented for Congress to do that. That's another thing, too. It is not. That's why it's a thing on January 6th, like like four years ago, to go on January 6th, how they treat, guys, we, we didn't do better. Well, sorry, we did much better. (laughs) We did much better. (laughs) We're, uh, no, we're not better. Just because we're not that bad, we're not better. Right. And so, you know, we want to call it how it is, right? Like the violence that happened, and the looting, like it should be, like five people lost their lives, including one Capitol police officer. I'm not, we're not certain how all those people lost their lives. There's looting, like that kind of thing should not happen. And there's no question that they would have, as as we've seen, they did not. The, the police in charge did not treat those protesters the same as they have been treating Black Lives Matter protesters. And that goes also with media from the right where they have not been treating protesters uh, from movements such as those the same as they've been treating these protesters. Like, are you kidding me? Like, people are storming the Capitol and you're not having that same amount of force initially as opposed to people are marching and you're shooting them with rubber bullets and tear gas. Now, eventually those things, those tools were utilized in the Capitol, but that initial use of force was not met But it goes back to, though, it is not unprecedented for protesters to be in 
the capital. And it's also not unprecedented for certain states to have their election results potentially be decertified. It's important to put those thing, two things into mind because as you're saying, we're in a way, we're in a place now where everything is so amplified and magnified, every little thing, and it blows things out of proportion. Now, this event is not blown out of proportion, but certain aspects might be. We just want to be careful with that. Or I'm just full of shit. Well, all of those are true. At the end of the day, you have a president who who is inciting this, whether it's overtly or discreetly. So measures should be, he's already, he, I've talked about this on numerous occasions. If you've read the Mueller report, um, if, if you read anything into Ukraine, he has had a long history of this abuse of power. And the fact that people would even impeach him on this, as opposed to the other stuff where he was actually abusing his president. Uh, it's weird to me that this is the finals where you got a bunch of, you know, crazy people that stormed the Capitol. Like, why is that? Like, if this didn't happen, then he's not impeached. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I get that. And that's why, like, all these resignations, like, because of the, because of what's going on now, what happened on Tuesday, you're full of shit. Absolutely. Saving your own fucking ass. You're really trying that's to exactly what is. betterment of the country with 12 days left. Hey, you're a cabinet member. Maybe you stick those 12 days left, deal with your shithead boss, and maybe help the person coming in to take your job. Teach them what the fuck you're doing. I, like, usually when you're going into a job, you'll learn. Well, no, I guess that's not true. Sometimes you learn from the old person's job during your two-week notice. <laughs> yeah. You work for a shithead company and they don't fill in the spot for a year. <laughs> well, someone else will fill up. No, I, I agree with you. Like, considering everything else that his administration has done in terms of his abuse of power, I just, it's 100% feels like that but you know at the same time i get it too is you know these people probably for the first time that they've been there truly felt unsafe right like there were people there that really felt like because of this mob might lose their lives you know uh, which is justifiably so like you don't know what's going to happen in these situations imagine if some of these folks were armed like they usually are you know they weren't I did not see any videos of people being armed, so don't hold me to that on record. I I didn't see any of them that were armed, so I didn't want to say that they were, but it surprised me that... What is D.C.'s gun laws? That's got to be strict. And one, absolutely. Definitely. In D.C., for sure. Okay. All right. That makes sense, then. I want to say you, can't op- you definitely can't open carry in D.C., Okay. Like to try to talk about this with people here, it's I've seen some true points, right? Where people are comparing this to like the 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 how ironic it is that this is happening in the states. If the states has this imperialistic history of invading countries and then criticizing when situations like these happen in other countries, when it's literally just happened to us, 
where you have a president who's continuously refusing to accept the election results and then propagating his followers to do something about it. It does seem very communist slash dictatorship-esque on that level, 100%. And that's actually the tactic that Maduro in Venezuela would use, a tactic that the guy from Egypt would use. Like This is a tactic that people in these positions of power do use. So there is, I can see that similarity. And when I'm talking with people here in Jordan about it, I, I, I can see like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, if, if say there's more people in Congress, we're ready or we're going to stick with Trump, like say half of Congress did that, maybe this could be, actually could be a coup, coup d'etat. It really could be, you know? So like I don't want to overhype things, but at the same time, you know what? What if what if there were more Congress members that were like Trump? What it's Trump was elected. How, there sure as hell can be congressmen that also elected who have those similar beliefs or lack of respect for the democratic electoral process. You know? Well, I hate to go down a rabbit hole, but rabbit holes aren't good for a podcast because you can say some a lot of dumb shit when you find that. Put out your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> know anything about YouTube and Spotify? Not the place to air out your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Always, man. Anyways, isn't Trump such a great president? Oh, that—that's me airing out my thoughts again. Sorry. <laughs> that's a tough one, man. I mean, you can go so many ways with this. Over, you can even try to over-explain it when really this was just. Protesters that were there, that they were mad that Trump lost, and shit got a little bit out of hand, and they decided, you had some people that decided to seize the Capitol because the revolution, this is the revolution, they're stealing our freedom, they're stealing our government from us, blah, 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 and just shit just got out of hand. And Capitol Police, like, it's easy to say, like, how did that happen, but... D.C. Police wasn't backed up. Yeah, You know how conspiratorial my mind can be. I'm going nuts over here thinking of all the different things that maliciously was done. Yeah. How the fuck do you not know there's going to be a big crowd there? Especially on that day. On that day. They've been talking about this since November, January 6th. Trump has had fucking rallies talking about this day. How do you not know about this fucking day? You're right. Like you, you, you have to think with all these conspiracy theories out there. People, I mean, the same thing happened in Michigan. We had a podcast talking about the militia group planning to kidnap the governor. I mean, after that, you would think they would take this potential threat seriously. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know. I see it all the time on Facebook, and I, I want to shoot it down that, like, uh, it's the reason, like, uh, white domestic terrorists get away is because they're white. Like, they'll call on them, and they'll do shit. It's like, it's not You have people calling in about people building bombs, but it's always the fucking white ones that is always like, man, how could we have seen this coming besides his girlfriend telling us he's building a bomb? It's a about a bomb, saying that food was a bomb, and the guy's fucking watched for a year. Absolutely. 
I get it, but there's a lot of truth. No, there's there's a lot of truth, and let's not forget that they found pipe bombs on that day. And those are the parts of the story I. That's the one I always want to wait like a week or two about. Fair enough. You can make anything. You can make stuff look like a suspected pipe bomb. In grade school, we. We had a big thing about that, like pipe bombs being delivered to people. There were a lot of fakes delivered. That's true. Absolutely. But I, th- I think more so the point I was trying to make, and I don't know when exactly they were found. I don't know if they were found after the siege or slightly before. But if they were found slightly before, you would think that, okay, even if it is a fake, you know, you go on total lockdown. When I used to work for Congress, like we had to go under training to like about any any mail package coming into the office, doesn't matter who it's from, you take it like it's a it might be a bomb. Like I swear to God, because congressmen and women get threats all the time and suspicious packages all the fucking time. So I guess maybe that's why. But Ryan, let me ask you this. How do you feel? And you touched on it. A lot, but how do you feel about when people say, and we've talked about a little bit about this idea that how the police handled this, this siege or this protest compared to how they handled BLM? Like, what, why, why is there such a drastic difference? You know, it's easy to say that it's racist, but I feel like there's a little bit more to it than just the racism. I don't know what it is, but there. Maybe I hold our country to a higher standard than maybe it actually is. I don't think it's something as stupid and simple as racism. Maybe it's because I grew up in Chicago and, like, here, like, people I know at least, like, all your races is a thing to joke about. <laughs> like, Mark's a stupid Italian. <laughs> stupid Polak. I'm a goddamn Mick. <laughs> like what the it's not something you really identify I don't know how to put it well I, I guess it's it's not it's not necessarily and this is where like we've talked this about this on previous podcasts when you're trying to differentiate between overt racism where you have people that deliberately believe that one skin color is better than the other or when you have institutional racism where institutions treat color differently even though the individuals within that institution might not and that's that's been a uh, that's been a um, symptom symptom of police force as we've talked about before about in uh, african-american and brown communities but when it comes to the capital it, it's see one of the things I think about is, and we've, there's a couple of videos that come out, is people, I don't know, I'm not stating this as fact, but people in those positions of power, say like Capitol Police or police, some of these policemen that uh, are, are in these positions, are more likely to identify with Trump's politics than, say, liberal politics. And therefore, they are more likely to treat different protesters differently like for example nypd when they see blm they get fucking pissed because they not all of nypd but a lot of nypd folks 
are going to be pissed and treat those protesters differently, as opposed to if they see Trump protesters, they identify with them, and therefore they're not going to be as aggressive. In fact, they're usually going to be more inviting. Now, that's not overtly racist necessarily, but there are aspects of racism within it and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like it's the same thing here, where you had a lot of officers before the shit got out of hand identifying with these tr Trump supporters because they're usually Blue Lives Matter folks. Well, you did have, you've got reports going out now that there were people in that rest of the episode, we're not calling it the protest anymore. We're calling it the fucking mob. Yeah, mob, you're right. All right. That there were officers and off-duty policemen and military um, members flashing their badges to get through. Now, no way. Just yeah. people, but that was coming from the um, Metropolitan uh, Police Department for D.C. Right. Okay. So, I'll give it time to see if that holds any bearing, but ask, is it really surprising? No, I, it's not. I support our police. I'd like to hold them accountable. Everyone needs to be held accountable. Everyone sucks. But fuck. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? I hope, I mean, we, we are seeing people, I mean, and, and this is why I'm trying to be, you know, like we, we know people and we've seen so many people get shot by police and you have people that literally can storm into the fucking Capitol, loot shit, destroy shit. And I know that four people died, but really five. not five, five people died and not really face that many repercussions, at least on face value. Uh, for what they did in the U.S. Capitol, like how did like compared to like some of these BLM movements, man, that truly have been peaceful. Like when you look at it at face value like that, it's like man, it's like these memes and these these uh, these folks, these Af our, uh, black communities who are saying, hey, you're you you're able not to use aggressive force against them, but you use it on us for buying a fucking cigarette. Right, and that argument is made all the time. Like, you you got a guy selling cigarettes on a New York City corner, and you got a guy that just killed 20-something people in a Colorado theater. How's one of the... How's the guy that had a fucking arsenal taken alive and the one selling cigarettes pleading for his life the one that dies? Absolutely. We're not saying cops are all racist. We're just saying you work for a fuck and a little bit of a racist system. Definitely. Absolutely. That's gotta be a rough week for the Blue Lives Matter group. Well, <laughs> I've seen a lot of... <laughs> a big hit in their numbers. <laughs> like you see a Blue Lives Matter flag charging at the cops. <laughs> it's kind of rough day for irony, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of my fellow Republican friends slash former colleagues uh, stay quiet on certain aspects of this thing, <clears throat> some of whom are big Trump supporters. But it's yet 
again, right? Like on the flip side, you have people still defending Trump, pretty prominent people defending Trump by already spreading information that like Antifa was in this or blah, 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 blah. To be honest, I wouldn't doubt it. And I wouldn't I, either. And same with the um, Black Lives Matter protest. Like, when you have opportunities like this, there are people, I think they're called opportunists, they will come there and cause fucking destruction. It's as old as protesting itself. Governments have used that tactic all the time, right? We all read about this in grammar school, people. <laughs> right. They're using grade school tactics on us, and we're falling for it. Everybody uh, who looted or destroyed anything in there should be charged accordingly. And I've, I've already seen reports that, you know, <laughs> these people that were posing for the cameras thinking that nothing would happen to them afterwards. <laughs> like, dude, like, it's almost I, like, ah, like, just so stupid, man. Just ridiculous idiotic to the extreme like posing in pelosi's office like you have your 10 seconds of glory and then you're probably gonna go to jail for a long time i i i'd probably do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you threw a fucking snowball at fucking okay? whoa 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 no 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 don't do that <laughs> Oh, now we're gonna cut, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. You're right. I had my own sort of vandalism back in the day. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> Julian rushed the Capitol first. <laughs> Damn. When you put it that way. <laughs> that's a, that's a point we didn't talk about. Like, I for one, I'm a little mad that I'm against people storming the halls of congress i i love the idea let's fucking get in there scare the shit out of congress they start fucking representing us we may not be able to send them the money but we can send them people to scare the shit out of them and the ironic thing is that these protesters or sorry the mob might end up being the reason that trump gets impeached or has to resign from office i love it i love it that's the ironic part. And I didn't I didn't really care if he did get impeached. Oh wow. Impeached. <laughs> I didn't care if he got impeached before. Wouldn't mind seeing him impeached, but I think kinda off a week. I didn't think it was it wasn't off the of good grounds. Good grounds, sure. But the remove of president, I don't know. But then but the question then becomes, Ryan. And then, the, what do you impeach him for? This one? Yeah. I don't know the legal term, but I would say something around the coup area. I think, I mean, the guy talks plenty. I think if you get a halfway decent lawyer with all his tweets and videos, you can easily make the case that this man, whether on purpose or negligently, he caused this shit. Over the yeah. past five years, this this shit was nowhere near. Like, who would have ever imagined this five years ago? Never, never. Two years ago, I I imagined much worse. Two weeks ago, I told you much. Like, I think I was telling you, like, 
a friend of mine was saying, like, they're going to have to, um, we're going to have a civil war for this. I was like, they're going to fight on their way out of White House, but we're not going to have a coup. Kind of ate my own words yesterday. I, I don't think it was a coup. I think it was a coup of clux. <laughs> 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 a, a bunch of fucking dumbasses all around the country united. Sounds like all of the, But this one... You ain't wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't... I, I'm also not familiar with the, the legalities of impeachment. I mean, if they can, they should. And... Oh, days left. I, I don't care... I'm I'm in the mentality. I don't care if there's one day left. If he if there if there's because pro- I'm I'm very nervous over the next twelve days as we talked about. We're very tense waters with a lot of countries, and I'm not a brilliant guy. But if I was trying to take out a superpower that can wipe me off the face of the earth, best time to strike would. Be when they're tearing themselves apart and that's why like Tuesday I was glued to that TV I was almost certain after that conspiracy mind again I thought it was with the help of a foreign power I was like this is straight out of a fucking move. like I would think if I was superpower I could plan this shit so easily for two months you got this shit to plan you get enough people angry you get them to be your distraction, and then you have one or two people that you put in there to get through that. Right? It's so fucking and to think how easy it is. Well, and well, and to go off of that, right? Like they are doing that actively. Like there's, it's it was in the Mueller report, right? They're actively funding these crazy groups that are propagating these conspiracy theories and likely to take action about it they are being funded by you know russia and other certain other groups and you have a president who as you say we know that the media does have a tendency to paint him as a monster but i've talked about this before is like he has a body of work a body of work where he does not give a fuck about what's normal like it no matter where you are on that political spectrum the way he's handled his businesses I mean, report after report how he's not paid his bills. Report after report about how many people he screwed over or yada, yada, yada. He doesn't give a fuck. He's going to do whatever it takes for him to win. And winning, it's all he talks about is win, 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 right? He doesn't care about rules. He doesn't care about cordialities and, and normalcy and certain norms and rules that you have to follow, which are so important in democracy, right? There aren't these like, rules that all congressmen and senators have to follow if they that like they can really do whatever oh because over 200 years we figured out like if you break this you're gonna cause some shit exactly like trump does not give that their entire system is flawed well guess what some americans might not believe in the system and therefore the system should be torn down what the fuck do you expect, man? Yeah. And that's that's why I, I truly can and should be charged on willful, if this is the right term, willful negligence. Yeah. 
if if that's if that's something that can be done, like I don't care. I don't care. If it's one day. Like I want the he, main, like maybe not charge. I don't like sending a former president to jail, but fuck this man. Yeah, I I appreciated him winning in a little aspect that maybe it'd wake up the left. It woke him up, but not in the fucking way I wanted to. It woke him up to even, I don't know. It, both sides are even crazier now. But They are. Fuck them. Fuck them all, but fuck them specifically. And and to be fair, like, Trump, Trump is a, not to get too philosophical, but Trump is a symptom of what's already been happening, right? Like, this is a culmination of the way we've divided ourselves as a result of uh, media, polarization, technology, all these kinds of things. Like Trump is a, a byproduct of this. That's why he got elected. Does it get better after this? I don't know. Does we we seen only the media get more and more polarized? I just even without we even without a Trump really being the bullhead on on these things. I maybe maybe this is a wake up call. This, this big siege. Maybe this is finally a time where people are like, you know what? We've all taken this shit too I far. Hope, I fucking hope. I hope this is a 9-11 where we only had to lose five lives. Yeah. So we, we got much bigger problems than each other, guys. Fucking For real. Put away our differences and storm the Capitol together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our stimulus checks. <laughs> I know it's like people people are so poor. Like they the last thing they give a fuck about right now are election irregularities, like for real. And like to give Trump a, some a, an ounce of credit, he was the one saying that he wanted two thousand dollars worth. He was actually one trying to like that's the ironic thing, right? Right? Not like laughing with Bernie Sanders' video, he's like. You might be surprised, but Trump is actually right about this. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Bernie. It's been a bit since I enjoyed watching your video. I feel like there's still so much more to cover on this whole fucking thing. I just don't know where to go. Yeah. there's There are so many different angles to this that, um, that so many lens that you can look through, so many angles you can take. It really is. A little fun fact for anyone listening. Hitler's first attempt at a coup was in 1922, I believe, and then he came in power 10 years later. So failed coup does not mean you're out of the game. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have a second term you could run for. And I, I hate to use a Hitler reference because there's, I um, there's, so, much there's so much severity. With Trump sometimes. Right, and and that's where I was gonna go is that how he came into power because he he utilized the dissent at the time between the population to fuel his candidacy for power. Like, and then more and more he gave more and more power to himself over time, and he used that populism. I mean, he was a, people talk about he was a fantastic orator slash speech speech giver you know like people people bought what he was giving 
people were drinking his juice. You can see that same similarity in Trump. People are buying his juice. Juice or drinking his juice. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, the impeachment's going to go through? Actually, oh, man. He's similar to the Ukraine thing. Yeah. You know, I really do. The Ukraine thing, I know I said earlier, like, you know, I, I think it's impeachable, but I think it's also, like, one of those things, like, I don't know. It, it's, I hate to give, like, a president, like, you know, the permission to break the law, but, like, you know, there's some of those things, like, it's like, you gotta get the job done. I understand you gotta say some bad shit. Listening to Trump, I thought all that was fucking dirty and he's a scumbag. But I, knowing how shit's going to go down, I, I was like, I don't think there's enough to really take down a president for making a deal with another leader. Granted, a deal has um, negative aspects, to put it lightly. Right. But I, I don't know. To be fair to you, I love Prime Minister Justin Trudeau from Canada. But he got caught with something similar. Yeah. Uh, he did, where he was, uh, it wasn't withholding military aid, uh, but he did say that he, it was the same idea where help me and I'll help you kind of thing. Obama did the same with Russia for 2012. He's running against uh, Mitt Romney. That if you hold off on like um, attacks, I think it was Georgia at the time, if you hold off on like the Georgia annexation, um, we'll get, we'll like less loosen up on the sanctions after Obama beats Mitt Romney. I see what you're saying, but the difference is, is that Obama isn't. What's that? Oh, never mind. No, never mind. <laughs> you had one too many drinks, but nah, I still got three more to go till I'm in that area. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's move on. No, we'll we'll have to cover the shit again next weekend. Anyway. I, I said I'm gonna impeach you. Peach me, baby. Mm. How about Hawaii? Julian, tell us a story about Hawaii. Shameless plug, but people, if you're listening to this, check out our last episode where we talked to Nick Taverti about um, renewable energies and stuff. I think you guys would enjoy it. Because this article written by ProPublica is about how Hawaii's beaches are disappearing. If you're looking for concrete examples of climate change, this is a really good one. So in Hawaii, the beaches are owned by the public, and so therefore the government is required to preserve them. So years ago, the government officials adopted a no-tolerance policy towards new seawalls, which has shown conclusive evidence that they're the primary reason of coastal erosion. If you don't know what seawalls are, seawalls are these walls that are constructed by by the sea, by like all types of homes, usually by like really rich homes to like protect from like with the water coming in and stuff like that. But the byproduct of that is, is that it takes away the sand more quickly, therefore leading to erosion of the beach far faster. So this article is about how despite being this no tolerance policy, You've seen these rich communities get away with rebuilding or building more of these seawalls. And if you take a look at these pictures, we'll have a link in the description. 
in the past 20 years, like the amount of beach that has disappeared is absurd. Like a crazy, crazy amount has disappeared. This article talks about how in the 1980s, homeowners increasingly built seawalls to protect their properties from the ocean, setting off a domino effect of erosion. That armoring has continued despite the no tolerance policy set in 1999, but officials have continually allowed people to build new seawalls and reconstruct older crumbling ones while approving illegally built structures after the fact. Well, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but you know we always talk about climate change. Well, with climate change means that the polar caps are melting, therefore the rise of sea levels, right? And with these really, really rich people, they don't give a fuck that their seawalls leads to faster beach erosion, meaning the water is actually coming faster inland as opposed to slower. It speeds up that process quite quickly. And so it's another example of government, a lack of government accountability where rich people can do whatever they want. I mean, most of these homes, I'm sure, are rich white people, maybe not only rich white people, but rich people uh, buying these homes on the coast, buying these homes, making these seawalls and contributing to coastal erosion, which is going to be a very significant problem for our generation in the next 10, 15 years. Do you think maybe this was uh, maybe the long game plan of Japan when they bombed Pearl Harbor? Maybe they put something in those torpedoes to just make the land start disappearing slowly? <laughs> maybe. Yes. Stop blaming America and the seawalls and start blaming someone else, all right? <laughs> America. Blame America. We blame <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> it's crazy to think about, though, because these places like in Honolulu, which is a favorite vacation spot for a lot of Americans, if it continues at this rate, at the same rate that it's continuing at, 20 years from now, the water will be significantly far inland, you know, almost to downtown of Honolulu. Buildings will be uninhabitable. So it's like a, I wish that this would get more media exposure because it's a very concrete example. Like that's something the left always struggles with is we're talking about climate change. We don't give concrete examples of how it affects real people right here, right now. That's true. And this is a, a very good one is uh, if you're an advocate for climate uh, stopping climate change you need to be giving real concrete examples about how real people are being affected right now so that people can relate to to what if it happened to them so you guys check out that article we'll put the link in the description but you know you know us we like to bring a little exposure to things that might not be talked about media good little article to talk about if that none of you thought that story was coming after tuesday <laughs> so true right going from the siege of the capital to coastal erosion of hawaii god i love our podcast it's so random okay let's step it up a notch how about some vaccinations Woo-hoo! well good news and bad news so, good news or bad news first give me the good news first all right the pfizer vaccine as long am i correct that's one israel has i don't know all right, Actually, whatever vaccine Israel has works. Julian, you want to hear the bad news? What's the bad news? All right, the bad news is because it works, that means no one in Palestine is getting it. Right, right. 
Ah, uh, man. So in in uh, in the in Palestine in the West Bank, then the Israeli state hasn't done let's say it's due diligence in distributing the vaccine in the West Bank into Palestinian people. Even though they've been inoculating settlers, they have not been doing the same for the Palestinian population. And we go into into deep into it. Even the UN has put out statements saying that Israel needs to do its lawful duty and making sure to inoculate the Palestinian population. Uh, but I'm going to take the angle of how this is another example. I know we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but this is another example of how the Israeli state has absolute control over a, a, another population and therefore controls like the, like if they can get a vaccine or not. Like that's crazy. Think about that for a second, folks. Like a government that's not representative of another population is choosing to be lackadaisical, purposefully, whatever term you want to use, not for not people not get vaccinated. Like that's going to lead to a lot of deaths. And because of that, if you're an intelligent person or even a dumb person, you would think that's probably intentional. So it's just another example of takeover land. There's no, At least, there's no Palestinians. So, I don't know, man. You know, we're bitching about the siege of the capital, right? But there's literally people that still in Palestine, I mean, have their lives con completely controlled, you know, and can't get vaccines or can't even leave the West Bank because they don't have proper permits that are controlled by Israeli authorities getting shot. Uh, there's just so many of these stories where settlers will, I was talking to somebody the other day about this, where there's an example of settlers uh, burning uh, kids, uh, two like infants, along with two family members. Um, you guys can Google that. There's just so many examples of, brutal of settler brutality against Palestinian folks without any repercussions. And you know, we, we're, we're here talking about our freedoms taken away, yet we support a government that does not give any equal rights to the population it's occupying. The difference being it's occupied that this area, geographical area, for over 85 years. I know I'm very, like, people might say I'm very biased about this particular issue, but I try to frame it in a way that doesn't come, come off as non-biased. But that's what Ryan's here for. Right. So my point of view as an American imperialist, um, <laughs> you know, taking over countries, that's part of the life. Not really. In the beginning of it, I always thought Israel has a right to exist. The more I learned about its history, that though it does have a right to exist, it doesn't have a right to erase someone else's existence. I think it's as simple as that. I like to live in a world where Palestinians and, what are they called, Israelians, Israelites, fucking Jews. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love the Jews. All right, Bernie's my boy. <laughs> I don't hate any religion. I hate them all equally. Just because I don't understand them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm smarter, because I'm dumber, okay? Make you feel better. For sure. Palestine, let's, let's just remember, like, 
Palestine is a geographical location. So Palestinian does not necessarily mean a particular religion. It means before the state of Israel was created, Jews lived there, Christians lived there, and Muslims lived there, right? The state of Israel is a Jewish nation. Right. That might have an Arab population as well that might not identify as Jewish. So even before the creation of Israel, like there were Jews that lived there. In fact, in during the Nakba, which is the day of catastrophe where mass exodus of Palestinian people, there was a lot of Christian villages that were destroyed. A lot of Christian villages that were uh, kicked out. And Druids, by the way, which are a small denomination that nobody knows about. I'm pretty sure I'm very wrong on this. It's like a, what's the best explanation of a Druid? How do I explain this without coming off as offensive or an offensive? I'll Google it. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I met with a Druid, but I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not even quite certain on what exactly their faith is. I was going off of the understanding. I used to play Diablo too. Sorry. I <laughs> but that's where my mind was. Like, wait, is this like some kind of like gypsy or something? Like believing in magic? <laughs> Bro, you are. That's okay. We, we all there. I was going to say, like, is it something to do with like, you know, like Celtic or like any of that? But I didn't want to offend anyone. I was right. Fuck you. There's even like Freemasonry. There's all types of crazy shit. But to be fair, I think the Palestinian Druid is quite different than like a typical Druid elsewhere. He doesn't do magic? <laughs> God damn it. I'm done with your ass. You've had too many crown royals and sprites. What's that, your third one? Yeah, let's say third. Fair enough. Not too many. Back to the Druid. Oh. People also ask, are Druids evil? There are only a few ancient references. So in a nutshell, when I told you a couple weeks ago, when we'll know if this vaccine works by looking at Israel. If Israel keeps a vaccination, it's going to work. If they right. start out to the Palestinians, probably consult a doctor if you get your vaccination. Now we yeah. know. As far as Israel is concerned, they believe the vaccination is working. Even the president took it. Even the president took it. Now, I mean, any conspiratorial mind will say that could be God. And you're right. It could be. No one will ever know for sure what's in there. But can we just lay off that game? I love playing the conspiracy game. We need to bring the tinfoil back. I got to make a better hat. Yeah, you do. Maybe I need to buy it instead of making it drunk. It's more genuine if it's if you're making it drunk. Yeah, but then I just look like a pope. <laughs> you do kind of. All right. Was there anything else you had to say about Palestine? If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I think there might be some of you now since we've got a YouTube channel, a couple of new YouTube channels up now. Please. If you're not familiar with Palestine before you have form an opinion about it, just Google Nakba, N-A-K-B-A, to give yourself a better picture and understanding about why people feel the way they do about it. You Ryan, suck! Yeah, who jackass. you got for Jackass of the Week? Oh, man. I tried racking my brain 
just thinking of all the assholes in the world, there's only one, one asshole who's truly deserving of that title this week. And I hate to re-reward this title because two people are truly running away with this title. One of them is Rui Giuliani, and the other is boy Donnie Trump. Somehow Trump is running behind on that. Yes, he is. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani is a three-time winner. I think Trump yes. is only a one or two-time. God, I hope this is the last time I have to do them. Yeah, no. Give me two months. Two months break from them. I'll gladly give someone... I'll make a 20-minute story for my asshole of the week. They keep... I can't pick an asshole when I have a huge, huge jackass of an asshole. <laughs> I can't ignore Trump <laughs> just because someone ate... I can't cover the assholes cooking a chicken in the Colorado <laughs> when Trump is trying to destroy too. <laughs> I can't do it. I know. And that's that's my favorite jackass that you've done with the three guys cooking a chicken. That's my favorite one, man. <laughs> well, it's one of the few that I have fun with because every other time it's like, oh my God. When we do seven months from now, when we do like a draft of all the beacons and jackasses of the week, they would be a first pick for me. <laughs> all right. I mean, it, it just reminds me of me, you, and Mark. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so, so why why is Mr. Trump the uh, jackass of the week, other than the obvious? Well, the, I was about to say that. I, I don't need to waste any of our listeners' time. Um, listen to the first 30 minutes of this episode, and you got your reason why. Fair enough. Buffoon, child, there's nothing I can say about him that hasn't been said. Some of it is exaggerated. I exaggerate a lot when I hate people. My bad. But fuck him. He's a buffoon, orangutan, and I hope he's in jail in two years. As much as I don't want a former sitting president in jail, that man shit on what our presidency is to me. He shit on everything that I thought this country was about. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him is right. I, I don't even know if I'd send him to Russia. I don't even want him here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Him, leave or go to jail. Get the he fuck out of here. go. You're a piece of shit. He Take your fucking fans with you. If you really wanted Biden in there because you didn't want Trump there, okay, pass. But if you wanted Biden in there because you love the guy, you're with that camp too. We're getting rid of both of you. <laughs> We're just keeping the Americans who want the government to Fuck off with provide basic services. That too much ass. They make me a libertarian. It, it makes you one of the people that stormed the Capitol. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If we stormed Springfield, Pritzker's ass wouldn't outrun me. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he had downhill. Uh, he would have rolled much faster. Oh, no. Not another Pritzker segment. God damn it. It's a whiskey got me going. That's what you get for asking who I think the jackass of the week is. Very few times, and you could probably call this white privilege, that I've just been so utterly disgusted and pissed off with Trump. 
Yeah. Right. We topped the list. We got me angry on a Friday night. Who's your beacon of the week? <laughs> you still got time to cool down. I'm drinking whiskey. There's nothing about cooling down that's going to happen tonight. <laughs> Don't go to the bar, Ryan, and start talking politics. Don't do it. <laughs> I've been to a bar in the South four months. Thank you. Damn, I've been to the bar a bunch of times, not going to lie. I actually don't think I've been to a bar since I started working October. Damn. Okay. Go you, man. It's not like I stopped drinking. True. <laughs> I drink more now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for Beacon of the Week, I wanted to give a little uh, shout-out to uh, her name's Nadia Murad. I actually hadn't heard about her until a couple weeks ago. But she won the she won a Nobel Prize. And she's a Iraqi Yazidi human rights activist. And man, she has she has a heartbreaking story. Uh, you know, she was captured by ISIS when uh, you know ISIS was had strong uh, control over large parts of Iraq, and they were massacring Yazidis. And if you're not familiar what Yazidis are, they're I'm not certain exactly which what kind of denomination they are, but they are Christian, and they're like a minority group in Iraq, and they were being really heavily targeted by ISIS, like, like sex slavery, you know, rape torture murder all kinds of stuff um so she um she was captured and held for like three months uh but she started this initiative that's doing really really crazy work and it's her initiative is dedicated to uh rebuilding communities in crisis and advocating globally for survivors of sexual violence her initiative uh currently is focused on sustainable redevelopment of the yazidi homeland in sinjar iraq where Nadia grew up. Uh, when ISIS launched their genocidal campaign, they not only killed and kidnapped Yazidis, but also destroyed their homeland to make sure that they could never return. Uh, part of her initiative also promotes the restoration of education, healthcare, uh, water, sanitation, hygiene, and women's empowerment in that region. Actually, our age, she's 27. Um, and she won the Peace Prize, and we'll have a link in to her organization in our description. In a time like, you know, you and I have this podcast, Ryan, and like just with this media bit about all this shit, you know, that's kind of why we decided to do Beacon of the Week, where there's like people actually doing shit out there and not complaining and like doing incredible work. And we don't hear much about these kinds of people in the news. And, and you know, th this lady is putting in real, real work, turning her, like, suffering to try to, like, empower and help others that maybe also suffered. So shout out to our beacon of the week, Nadia Murad from Iraq. So shout out to her. And she's actually working for the United Nations right now. She's uh, as well. She, I think she has a position in there. So. Definitely know she's doing good work. What were you saying that group was? Uh, Yazidi? Yazidi? Yazidi, yep. Yazidi. I'm trying to think why that group sounds familiar. It, the Kurds were the one in Aleppo, right? There are Kurds in Aleppo, uh, but they're primarily in northern Iraq. Was uh, Yazidi in Aleppo? You're you're thinking of another Christian minority group uh, in Syria. I think you're thinking of the Alawites, who are a minority group that had large communities 
Israelis in Aleppo, but they're actually not Christian. So never mind. I don't fucking know. Anyway, what were you what were you going with that? No, I, I was just trying to think of uh, where I've heard the name of Yazid. The U.S. military has done when when all that shit was happening with ISIS, they they did a lot of combat missions and humanitarian support to try to help certain Yazidi groups that were fleeing. And okay. their names. It's pretty much the same timeline that I took a shot at. Is around Aleppo, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I honestly could not imagine trying to get that work done there, let alone here. I mean, we definitely we need work here, but we do not need the work they need. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't know. I hate to go off subject here, and it's totally different subject. But like with the um, when our stimulus. Like the bill that passed for a stimulus package, like a lot of people were bitching about, like, you know, there's however many millions going to Pakistan for gender studies. Like, face value? Yes. Completely ridiculous. But on a smaller part, like, you know, like, all you guys want to talk shit about how Middle East is so backwards on seeing women like are we just going to keep talking shit or are we granted I, I don't think it's our place to shell out millions of taxpayer dollars when taxpayers don't have dollars in a fucking quarantine crisis maybe not the best time for foreign aid there's an argument for that but just shitting on, like, gender, giving money to gender studies to Pakistan, I understand on face value, it's very easy to do. But just to name, like, you're, you're giving how many millions for teaching? Like, to a country that, let's be honest, protected Osama bin Laden, or at least people in the government did. I don't know if you want to say the whole place did, but you can't be stationed right next to a military base for years and not be caught without a little help. Mm. Sorry, Pakistan. Well, you do make a good point, though, Ryan, because, um, you know, a lot there's – no, there's no question that some of the funding probably gets lost in, in salaries, but that kind of funding in a region where – perhaps women don't have an opportunity for education, let alone a subject of gender studies, goes such a long way for maybe giving them an opportunity that they could never dream of. Right. Uh, kind of what I was getting at. Like, you know, it's kind of like instead of donating a million uh, mosquito nets to Africa, maybe the better solution is donating a the means to build a factory to build it, so then therefore they're self-efficient. You're just giving it to them. Why are they going to learn how to not get it from you? They hate to go back to it, but teach a man to fish, he can fish another day. Give a man a fish, he has a fish for a day. 
might have reversed the way you go about that, but you know, you get the message. Well, um, I've used this example before, but you're right. I always talk about how in the worst thing that churches do or charity does for large portions of the continent of Africa, the worst thing you could really do is when churches donate clothes. It's the absolute worst thing that they could do. And the reason for that is... It blew my mind when you told me that. Like Every day you see commercials about donating clothes or mosquito nets, but that's actually what's destroying their economy. Right. And especially in a place that works on a daily economy, meaning like a five to ten dollar daily economy where like selling your clothes or merchandise is literally how you live. Um, so when you have a shit ton of clothes, you don't need to be a college grad to understand this. When you have a shit ton of free shit that comes in, it's going to fuck up all your prices because like now the shirt I was selling for 50 cents, people can get them for free. And when in a place that operates on a daily economy, they don't need shirts. They need income. Right. And that's, as you were saying, like, instead of sending mosquito nets, um, giving people material so they can make their own and even sell them is far better means. And that's always a mistake. These nonprofits, charities are doing is they think, you know, you're one of your favorite quotes, best intent, good intentions don't mean good policy. It's the same thing here. And it's, it does really ruin local economies. And it's it, when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Bunch of free shit comes in. Well, I can't compete with free shit, right? Right. So you're right. Julian, I know I'm right, okay? <laughs> uh, a bit of housekeeping here at the end. Just so you guys know, we do have a YouTube channel, uh, both one with our full episodes where you can see Ryan's beautiful face and his lovely beard uh you can see clips you can see uh clips of uh if you don't feel like watching the whole thing because uh you can just watch clips of it so check that shit out is that about it do we already finish it guide nadia was the end of it son of a bitch well son of a bitch people it just might be the end of this episode julian you got anything else to say that's it for me but happening at your at your uh and your man cave next mm-hmm. friday you know this is straight up dictatorship in here <laughs> hell no fuck mark yeah fuck mark but um was there anything else you want to talk about boy that's all for me man that's all that's all until next time and Boy, I hope there's, this time, I actually do hope there's less to talk about. It's been a a historical week. Say historical. And on brighter terms. We made it to the history books, people. If you are listening to this, you are a part of history. And you'll be ashamed to tell your kids your history. Good night, and have a good weekend, motherfuckers.